Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. everyone welcome welcome to a brand new episode of should you take that case and you heard it the goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medically related cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys so i am your host still lisa wade your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant owner of wade nurse consultants. Think of us when you have those large piles of medical records that you need reviewed and translated into normal human language. And I am also the uh, creator of our attorney medical record resource group. That's the group we get all of our wonderful attorneys, guests for our show. And We use this as an opportunity to get to know one another, and we're going to do that today with our guest, Haley Grieco. And as soon as we bring her out, she's going to tell us her whole story. So, but before we bring Haley out, I just want to scoot over to the comment section, see if anybody's visiting us live today. Or even if you're catching us on the replay, put an A into that chat if you are an attorney, a P if you're a paralegal, and especially a W if you are part of a wonderful group called Women Owned Law. It is a groundbreaking group. It's been created to advance women legal entrepreneurs. So if that sounds like something you can get behind, visit us at womenownedlaw.org. I'm so glad you have all taken time to be with us today. And so now it's time to introduce our guest. Haley Grieco is a medical malpractice defense attorney and a partner with the firm Hall Booth Smith in their Paramus, New Jersey office. She has worked in healthcare litigation since graduating from law school and handles every aspect of the defense from inception through trial and appeal. Haley is also one half of the Lawyers Who Launch podcast, where they talk about networking for law students and lawyers. And now, I bring to you Haley Grieco. There you are. Hi, Lisa. (laughs) Well, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Yay. Well, we are going to talk about all or hear about all you have to say about medical records. 
<laughs> in a few minutes. But first, we want to know and hear all about you. How did you get into this whole law thing? And and I know you you sounds like you started into healthcare law since the beginning, but what keeps you there? What interests you? That's a lot of questions to answer. But go. All right, so I'll pick one and get started. Okay. Uh, so I, after college, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And I started working in a law office and decided that I was going to go to real to law school and become a real estate attorney. This sounded like a great plan for me. So I entered law school in 2007 at Seton Hall in New Jersey. And then 2008, 2009 hits, and we are hit with the recession and the, the real estate market tanks. So now I am a law student in the middle of law school in a panic. So I press on and I continue and I finish law school. I take the bar. Thank goodness I pass the first time. And here I am, a young lawyer in what is and a completely uncertain job market. The we were applying everywhere and it was it was a hard market to enter in as a lawyer. Now when I was in law school, I did not want to be a litigator. So I didn't pursue any clerkships. I thought that's not for me. So at one point after graduation, I received an interview from a firm in New Jersey and for some reason that I still don't understand, they hired me. I had no idea what I was doing, and it was a medical malpractice defense firm. Now, I should say that while that's not technically the firm that I'm still with, we recently merged into a much larger firm. So I'm still with all of those people that I started out with from oh. the very beginning, which is pretty rare. But it's kind of a funny story because I literally accidentally became a medical malpractice attorney. And luckily for me, it was a fit that I never expected. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Well, it, it, well, you certainly know how to swerve when, when, <laughs> when something different comes your way. So that's good. Excellent. So uh, you you fell into what is really a good spot for you. Yeah. It's, you know, pretty soon into it, I realized, oh, this is really incredibly interesting and dynamic. Every case is different. There's some overlap. I mean, certainly we all know that you kind of get some of the same medical issues some of the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the legal issues are the same, but the cases are just so dynamic that even when you're dealing with similar issues, no two cases are, are exactly the same. Absolutely. And it just keeps it interesting. Ah, they're like snowflakes, huh? Yes. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's described it like that before. That's what, that's where we're at. All right. Well, I know your defense and I'm, I kind of know what you might say, but I'm going to ask anyway, because I ask everybody, <laughs> how do you decide or get those particular cases that come your way? Do you have any kinds of choices around that? Really, the only reason we wouldn't take a case is because of a conflict. Mm -hmm. If we are 
already, and this happens every once in a while where you get assigned a case and you we're already representing another party in the case when there's a, a multi-party um, action. So that's really it. Um, we don't really get to pick our cases beyond that. And it's always interesting to me to talk to colleagues that are on the plaintiff's bar, um, how they pick their cases, because I don't have to look at a case in that way in that early time period. Um, and so I find it kind of just an interesting intellectual thought process <laughs> that I don't actually have to do. <laughs> oh, well, well, that, well, hey, that may be, that sounds like it's good for you. You know, that's, that's because uh, 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 a lot of people, when they come here, they talk a lot about how, what they go through and what process they go through to, to pick and choose and, and, and what's a good case or winnable or not winnable, things of that nature. But hey, forget that for you. Yeah, you know, that's okay. But now we're on to the things that you both plaintiff and defense have in common medical records when they start pouring in mm -hmm. what kind of process do you have or routine do you have around uh reading them deciphering them and getting all the juice you have to get out of them <laughs> to fuel your case so the first thing i do usually the first set of records we get is our clients records whether that be an office chart or the hospital chart um, it's pretty rare that I get someone else's records, although occasionally that happens when you have maybe multiple hospitalizations, multiple defendants, and I get a, another set of records. But let's say I get my client's records in. Well, at this point, we have a couple of things already in the file. We have a complaint, and I have my first expert in the case, which is my client. I like to have a little bit of a background first, because that helps really guide how you begin to look at that record. And then for me, I tend to flip through and get an idea of what I'm dealing with first. Is it a hospital chart? Is it an office chart? How extensive is the chart? How detailed is the chart? And how is the chart organized? And then I kind of usually pick between initially a timeline or a summary. I love a timeline very much. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you just need that narrative thought process to go along with what it is. But if it's a big record, I'm going for a timeline all day so I can orient myself in what's happened and what's taken place. And then I can start to ask those questions of my client and then later our hired experts. And that's really how I approach the initial review of medical records that as we collect them and going forward, making sure I know what other people think the issues are and then start to collect that data myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, you sound like a do-it-yourselfer. Do you have any helpers that <laughs> help you uh, dive in? Sometimes there's thousands of pages. You know, sometimes I we we do. There there definitely are a lot of people. I really like myself to, especially with my clients' records, to really get in there, um, dive in, hands in, mm -hmm. um, and then expand from there. Because I think it it adds, for me, it adds a different level to understanding what happened in the chart. And sometimes you learn some interesting things by just asking. Um, 
don't want to call them stupid questions, but non-medical person questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get you. I feel you. Turning that chart into, like I said, human language. <laughs> that's that's important. And what do you do? You have any pet peeves or really annoyances that you find when diving in these medical records? Something that really burns your. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Something that really gets to you. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you, I don't really miss handwritten charts so much. <laughs> but They're on still the out other there. Hand, <laughs> I miss handwritten charts so much because these electronic charts are sometimes so convoluted and confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially those hospital charts where um, whenever I have a nurse that's a client in particular, because nurses do so much charting within mm-hmm. a hospital record, I always bring them in and sit down with them. And I say, okay, I have the chart and I'm going to show it to you. And you're not going to understand what on earth you're looking at, because it's going to look totally different from the way you input it into the system mm-hmm. versus the way that it comes out of the system. And we're going to work through this and figure it out and put it back into the way that you um, that you are used to it, especially nurses that are new and have never seen the printed version of their electronic medical record. You mean the guts, the guts. <laughs> I understand. It's it's hard to decipher it when it's all jumbled up there in front of you. I know. You know, and oh. some of these some of these records, they the nurses, you know, will fill out their their summaries, and then they separate out all that information apart from each other. And, you know, vitals are here and intake and output is over here. And it's not just all, what did I do on my shift? Mm-hmm. But it's putting those putting those puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. I know. I understand. Oh, <laughs> that It can be frustrating. Uh, so I, I am so glad that you were here sharing all of this uh, all of these insights with us today. And so I'm just trying to see, is there any, anything that we've missed? So any other advice that you might have for newbie and veteran attorneys in this field that you're in? So I think along the, the, the electronic record realm is getting yourself comfortable and familiar with metadata and audit trails. Mm. Because that's something that I've really seen. So I've been practicing for 12 years now. And it's something that I've really seen pick up, especially in the last five years, pick up steam. And it can really send some people in a tailspin because you get this thing. You know, you think the printed version of the electronic chart is crazy. And then you get this metadata and you have no idea what it is. And that's one of those things that it's, it's pretty simple. And, and for people that don't know what that is, it's the data it's behind the data, mm-hmm. who was in the chart, when they were in the chart, sometimes what they did in the chart, there's different versions of that, but kind of leaning into that a little bit and understanding what you're looking at and what to look for. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, you've said a mouthful. <laughs> you definitely said a mouthful. And uh, 
now we're going to transition into a little Q&A. If anybody is catching us live, they may have a question for you. Uh, are you ready to answer some questions? Let's go. All right. Well, let's give the people a chance. So <laughs> what we're going to do is while um, uh, we're just going to tell people to start getting your questions together and you're going to put them inside the comments box and Haley's going to answer them. But while we're waiting for you to gather all of those questions, I'm going to do what I call a little sponsor break and tell you a little bit about Wade Nurse Consultants and what we do. And we'll be right back to Haley. Now, without a review and summary of those medical records, you personal injury, medical malpractice attorneys, it, it might be harder for you to know if you should take a case, those defense attorneys not included. But uh, here at Wade Nurse Consultants, we give a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medical cases by using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of medical case screenings. We also locate those expert witnesses you need to support your case. So if you are watching this and you are ready to get some clarity on medical issues that may be a little um, foreign to you, and you need to free yourself up to focus on your legal strategies. Here's what you do next. Right now, we are offering a free 20-minute medical record strategy call to help you hone an efficient, timely, and cost-effective routine around your medical cases. And just click on the link that you'll find in the comment box of this YouTube channel, and you will schedule that call. And now back to Haley for a little Q&A. All right, Haley, let's check and see. Are there any questions yet? Not yet. <laughs> but we have a solution for that. What I do is if uh, somebody's catching us on the replay and they have a question for you, I am going to put your name and contact information inside the description box of this YouTube channel, and they can reach out to you themselves and get their questions answered. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Well, thank you again, Haley, uh, for coming. I do have one question for you. Are you going to come back again? Sure. This was <laughs> so much fun. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Oh, it was a pleasure, I assure you. And uh, I'll call you again. We'll do this again. And let me give just a few reminders to anybody catching us live or on the replay to like this show, subscribe to this channel. And if you have any legal nurse consulting questions, email me, lisa at wadenurseconsultants.com. Or visit our website, wadenurseconsultants.com. And I think we'll catch you next Monday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant. 
owner of Wave Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wavenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 